episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Not the VHS Strikes Back. It is Chris and Dave's Reality <laughs> TV Cast. We are covering Love Island UK Series 8, Episode 39. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Had a bit of a brain fart there, Chris. Chris, uh Yes, I, I'm praying, hoping and praying that we've still got more drama, but it does seem like we're coming out the other side of the bell curve at the minute. A bit of a slower one again tonight. Um, but where would you like to start? Well, and this is God's honest truth. Me and you have not, we never discuss how we start. We do the same intro, don't we? We do that across all our podcasts. Just It's just something we've done and and. Over years, it's organically been that way. And it's our little coping mechanism to settle us into a podcast. You say there's no drama, Dave. You say we're at the end of our tether and we're now on the fucking lovey-dovey shit and we got Hunt the Fimble bollocks, you know, tonight's episode. That's correct. That is correct. And we'll talk about that fucking shit show because I'll be honest, Dave, if I could have got hemorrhoid cream and I said this earlier, I'd rub it in my eyes and hope that I got piles so I didn't have to see that utter shit that was boyfriend and girlfriend fucking <laughs> uh, chase around. What a load of fucking wank bullshit. But anyway, and I'm going to get told off, Dave, because someone keeps telling me off of my swearing on the podcast. But you know what? <laughs> I'm not fucking changing and I'm being all tough. And when she gets in from work tomorrow, she will absolutely nail me, Dave. But there you go. Tea will be, you, you, <laughs> she'll have a tea on the table waiting for her. <laughs> <laughs> she does most nights, but she's actually out tomorrow night, Dave, on with a friend going for a curry so at least I won't get it thrown at me which is rather nice anyway I have breaking news my friend breaking news David now I think it was Tom who said it was around episode 39 when we got movie night Dave hot off the press tomorrow night's episode you better bring your fucking popcorn my friend because it's happening fucking hell just, it's like I'm in the desert and I've just been offered a, a glass of water. So I'd already resigned myself to, uh, you know, being on the, the downward slope. And certainly the fucking treasure hunt bollocks uh, was the thing that was just the right old kick in the bollocks. Uh, but yeah, fucking bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to see Andrew. Coupled up with Coco canoodling in the pool, and uh, I want to see what happened with Ekinsu. Christ on a bike, it's a bottle of wine night. Oh, yes. Well, actually, it's not for me because I'm picking Sam up, Dave, unless sometimes. Unlucky sunshine. (laughs) I can drink enough for two. It's all right. Right, Well, that's one for me. No, I might be on the Prosecco because everyone knows I love a bit of Prosecco or the JD, but I usually start on Prosecco, go do a bottle. Between me and Sam, or a couple of bottles, and then we have a couple of drinks. And it's the only time I drink is once a week. So, uh, yeah, that's that's I do splurge a little bit. However, Sam's friend's daughter sometimes picks her up, Dave. So, I'm praying for the gods that I'm happy to take him, but I want to be there. I want to bask in the glory of this movie night. I am going to be so excited. And if Samantha says, I've got to wait for a Dave, it's not happening. I'll watch it again. It's going to happen. I cannot <laughs> wait. But. I've got to say, we are bastards. If the stuff we've seen with that interview with Jasmine and Molly, if, I mean, it doesn't really matter mm. for Paige now because Jax has gone. He sort of, it does slightly dilute 
what's going to be shown because obviously a lot of it probably would have been Jack's, like he was saying to Molly, where you red underwear, get in bed with me. At mm. Cheyenne, he was with her a lot. You know, there was there was other things there. They're probably going to nail to the cross Davide, Gammy, Andrew, because Jasmine was never shown, but there was a lot of dialogue with Jasmine and a lot of things that he did and he was cozying up to her. Potentially, Ekinsu could be in trouble, Dave. And I don't really see anyone else so I don't know whether it'll be a long one but you know there's going to be enough to stir the pot here you know what it's going to be Chris it's going to be return of the Casamorians right because they've <laughs> the OGs have been fucking so comfortable um, they're suddenly all going to all those couples now are going to have uh, a bit of disruption I am honestly so excited I know we have to talk about tonight's episode as well uh, but and Chris you're saying about all this stuff that's been discussed about what wasn't shown. I don't think they have to dig into those archives to show that stuff. Just fucking show them what we saw. And that is enough to disrupt them. Yeah, I mean, David, he's got his, his uh, trust issues. You know, if he sees, even if he sees what we saw and that whole conversation about let's not tell anyone, he only needs to fucking see that. He doesn't actually have to see anything more graphic than what we saw. Um, like I say, Andrew acting acting like a loved-up puppy when he's in Casa Amor. Danny fucking filling his boots from day one. I, I mean, they could show Jacks. Like you say, it seems a bit pointless now getting out of the pool with a boner. Chris, there is so much here. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> well, actually, you're saying that, Dave. They might. I don't know with what's happened with Jacks, but yeah, if they do show that, then Paige. I mean, Paige. I want to talk about Paige anyway. We've had him, but I think Paige. It's all systems go, and I, I wouldn't blame her, Dave. But I do think that Paige has done a bit of a number on us and in the general public because I don't think she's as nicey nice as she says. However, her and Jacks are not. She's not the right person for her at the moment. Anyway, unless you know things change when. When they get out, they might be the best couple ever. But yeah, I just, I find this whole thing with Adam and Paige, considering all this, like, you know, it was sort of like, we we're never going to see each other, like a movie ending the way he left. And I got a great send off. I still think it's bollocks, but he did get a great send off. But I'm, I don't know, Dave, there's just something off with Paige in this whole situation. I can't work it out. I mean, Sam said to me when she saw it, like, you're not seeing how she's trying to frame for the cameras, the way she's moving her hair and she's moving into the camera all the time when Jax is giving her like his war and peace and, and spilling his gut sort of thing. And I didn't, I honestly didn't see it, but it has got me thinking, Dave. See, I don't, I don't see it quite the same way. I, I think for me, she'd already decided she was out with the whole Jax thing. You know, she said that we've had these discussions about how you handle issues and, you know, I'm not here to mother and teach someone how to be a boyfriend or whatever it was she said. I, but she still had those feelings. But I honestly thought when Jack said he was going to leave at that moment, she, she started off, she was quite stony faced and just listening to what he was saying. And I thought at that moment, yeah, she's out. You can, you can tell she's out already. And, and then the tears did come, but I think the tears came because she does have still genuine feelings for him. And, you know, crying's infectious, isn't it? I know la they say laughter's infectious, but fucking crying is as well. Like, if you're there, you've had feelings for this person and everything, you see them upset, it, it kind of tugs on the heartstrings a bit. So I was, when Adam picked her, I was a little bit surprised at how kind of smiley and everything she was. I was like, oh, crikey, that, that. That switch happened quickly. Um, but then I, 
I, I just say it as well. Jackson's gone. She'd already made her mind up that that was done anyway. There were just too many red flags, too many issues with that. If she really, you know, kind of wanted to to be with Jax, or what's she going to do? She's going to ask like fucking Mother Teresa for the next two weeks. Uh, go home then, if that's the case. So yeah, I don't. I just let's see where it goes with Adam. But I, I don't think she's like a. It doesn't come across to me that she's a player. I, I think I can uh, understand where she is. Well, Dave, you've got your Casamorians, and I have Radarians now. Anyway, so that's the word that's been banded <laughs> around the Radarians. So uh, we'll see. We should do a vote on that. We had the Casamorons with the Casamorians, and uh, the more you do a Casamorian sounds like, and I hate Doctor Who, but somewhat of Doctor Who, Dave. You know, some civilization <laughs> that's come to get the doctor. It could be. Yeah, it, both of them, I think, could be, couldn't they? You know, the either Doctor Who or Star Trek or something, like the original series Star Trek with Captain Kirk and everything, the Radarians and the uh, Casamorians. <laughs> <laughs> We're clutching at straws here, aren't we? But, Whichever um, species it was, Captain Kirk would have his way with them. He would, Dave. <laughs> with his wig and all, he would. But, uh, but what I will say, Dave... They did the recoupling. Now, at the time, I thought, this is just a vehicle for Andrew and Tasha to get back together, you know, like, as we saw the episode. But now that we know this is before, obviously, between the end of the episode and us recording, it's going to be movie night. They're bastards, the producers, Dave. I've got to doff my cap what they've done because they, they, they all recoupled. And I love when... <laughs> Deji, I could call him Deji, but Deji goes, I want to recouple with this woman. And I think Sam said it, you said it. And he's like, yeah, because you're the only fucker left. He did his whole speech. <laughs> like he was picking Coco and he's like, yeah. I want, and I felt so sorry for him. I'm like, mate, why have you, just say, look, I've got, I would love if someone just said, you know what? What a fucking shit card I've been dealt with. Come on, me and you, we're, we're the last two. It's like being at a football game when you were a kid and you've picked the last two people. They're the two, unfortunately, that are left. You know, Dizzy's got to pick her and then that's it. But the way he did it was, it was respectful, but I was thinking, fucking hell, he's not convincing at all. No, I appreciated the the words and, and I was thinking, I mean, I mean, these things go on for hours and hours, don't they? The edited cut down version that we get, you know, seems long enough anyway, but I think it was... I think it was Amber Gill from a, a previous season saying, you know, how long everyone has to stand around there for. It's like really into the early hours of the morning. But yeah, I, I wonder, like, how quickly do they have to come up with something? <laughs> you know, it's like in his head, he's probably thinking, ah, oh, fuck this. I, have I even spoken to you, Coco? I'm not sure I have. But uh, yeah, great girl. Um, let's explore our connection, blah, blah, fucking blah. You know, there's some <laughs> generic bollocks you can put in there. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I think that that is going to be the couple that's going to leave, I think, on yeah. the popular vote. Because we've spoken about DJ having no screen time whatsoever. So as, as soon as like he got friend-zoned by India, I don't think we'd seen him. You know, I saw there was rumours he'd left. <laughs> And then Coco, like I say, she's just, apart from creating a bit of drama, um, you know, and Tickgate giving me, quite honestly, what I think is one of my favourite moments ever in Love Island. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, you know, you don't see her connecting with anyone. And she's not like, she's not got that Ekinsu level of drama creation, I don't think. So, yeah, I think I think those are the two that will end up going tomorrow. Look, yeah, I, you know what, though, Dave? 
the bastard in me really wants Andrew or Tasha to go. And really, and it might be when we've seen this whole, because obviously we're going to, and that's the thing as well, though, Dave, if Andrew or Tasha goes, it's another couple who are split up. I don't think you, I think you're right, because I think even though the consensus is everyone's bored of them to after seven weeks and all yeah. the messing about. And I think that the producers put their eggs in the wrong basket tonight. I think that was just an absolute waste of time from nowhere Tasha threw it in there. I do think it's to do with, it was a game plan between them to stay in the villa, trying to get votes. And even after they did it, the, the voting had already been cast before they'd even done all these hunt my slipper bollocks. But it's just so boring and he's walking around like he don't know what's going on. They're all hidden on the, the roof, like that balcony bit. I was just like, I was, I was sat there watching it, Dave, and I'm kicking my feet like, oh, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, it's fucking nonsense, you know? And and you said the line, the I nicked it for our Twitter page, but you said the line of the evening, and I was fucking crying, was, well, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing now, so you're going to have to tell, like, tell me off if I get this wrong, but it was something like the way... Tasha was going around the villa. I half expected fucking Coco to be stood there. <laughs> 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 I've said it all wrong, Dave, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I don't like, even know if that qualifies as, as paraphrasing, to be honest. No, so I was just saying, and I'll paraphrase myself because I can't remember exactly what I did say, but I just thought at the end, it would be funny if at the end of the treasure hunt was, uh, I, I, I didn't quite say the words, but I, I said something to the effect of uh, uh, Coco's tits <laughs> you know, that, that was the last point of the treasure hunt <laughs> but i don't think uh I, I did see a few things after i don't think i was the only one who was thinking that but chris christ almighty that was painful wasn't it and you know i i, I was going to wind you up a bit and, and pretend like i enjoyed it but then i remember i was ranting and raving about it on discord as well do you not think it's a bit wild and crazy, Chris, to do the same thing that we've seen on the previous fucking seasons over and over again? This wild and crazy Tasha. You know, even before the whole treasure hunt thing, she was winding me up because she's like, oh, I've never been this happy in the villa. Well, which one is it? Because, like, you were saying that you can't be yourself around Andrew. And, and so, you know, you can't be this wild and crazy person uh, when you're with Andrew. So which fucking one is it? Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's, it's just utter boll bollocks, isn't it? It's like Billy being funny. He's not fucking funny. I've still not seen him be funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like these things, these lies that people tell, and you just see no evidence. You know, show me, don't tell me. So, um, yeah, I, I, that was the, the longest, most painful thing. But again, it, it's a little bit tactical, isn't it? You know, so they they got back together. They know they've got a few weeks after Casa Amor, and then that's it. It's the final then. So it's a tactical, let's couple up now. You could almost say a bit weird that, um, you know, I know we had the whole mother thing, but like Luca and uh, Gemma, you know, dropping the L-bombs. But they're not even they haven't even announced themselves as exclusive, which is in the Love Island playbook, or boyfriend and girlfriend. Okay, they can hold off on that. But but again, they're still when the boys were in Casa Amor, they were quote unquote technically single. So yeah, I thought that was a bit they were messing with my head there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, and and I think Gemma said it. A lot of people are like, did she say? But she did say I love you too, but she literally said it like under her breath, like, oh, you too, you know, because it's like 
I'm not convinced, Dave. I know he's all in, and I'm I'm still questioning his intentions. But for the purpose of the show and that, right? If we go with it, I'm not sure she is, Dave. I think she likes him. She's like, oh, you're cute and all this. But I mean, it might just be she's very awkward. A lot of people don't like saying I love you, even if they love somebody. It's really difficult. Maybe it's that. I don't know. It's uh, it was very bizarre, and it and it was a bit like what Luke has done throughout the whole show. He felt like she didn't really have much of a choice other than to sort of mm. agree with him. Because if she hadn't, he'd have had one of his fucking tantrums again, wouldn't he? Well, it'd have been so awkward, wouldn't it? I think in, in that scenario, you know, you say about Andrew and Tasha going, I mean, obviously Luca's not in the bottom three, but before we knew what the popular vote was, I was thinking, oh, you know what, fuck things up royally. Tasha and Luca going, that'd be my pick. <laughs> you know, yeah. That'd really put the cat amongst the pigeons. And then uh, I, I keep going back to Australia season two, where Matt was was equally like Andrew, you know, in, in terms of being wet and stuff. And like his person who he's partnered up with, you know, he's going and he's in absolute floods of tears. He's like, oh, I can't believe you're going. And she's like, well, just leave with me. Oh, I can't believe you're going. <laughs> it's brilliant. So I'd really like to see, you know, if if Tasha went, would Andrew actually go? I, yeah. And I'm not sure whether he would or not. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Dave, but Dave, this is what it's about. Fucking glorious shit staring and just, just, just <laughs> horrible, aren't they? But but I think you're right. I think you're right. And and Dave. I've got a theory. I think I've cracked the Danica code. It just came to me in a flash of brilliance this evening. Obviously, if you do say so yourself. Even if I do say so myself, <laughs> the accuracy of some, some of my theories and information, this series has been top level. And I'm not just saying that. People are just, people are passing me in the street. They're shaking my hand and thanking me for <laughs> all my up. work. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, they can't believe how a middle-aged man can get things so right. But you're, you're like fucking Andrew, uh, not Andrew Garfield. Um, oh, you know, Spider-Man 3, when fucking Peter Parker's walking down the road, give, shooting the double-barrel fingers at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone who's walking past him is like, who the fuck's that? Yeah, fucking brilliant, yeah. <laughs> what planet's this guy on? But anyway, there's no need for that, Dave. Uh, I'm a minor celebrity around Manchester, and I mean minor as nobody knows who I am, but that's not the point. <laughs> However, I think I've got it. I think I think I am right with what I'm going to say. So Danica again, you know, full, she's with Billy. You know, they get a bit of a kiss. There's all this like, you know, let's do this walking thing and all that, and she just... She seems more relaxed, right? So I, I give you that, right? And you said that with her, her a date with Adam on yesterday's show. She seems all right with him. I think it's it's at the moment he sort of looks like a coupling of convenience, which I understand because of the situation, how far in the show we are. But when she's talking, she still does that. Like she talks to you like she's a school teacher, I think. That explanation and she like you were saying about Ekinsu being expressive with her hands and the way she talks, like you're, you're talking to someone from a different country and you're trying to sort of understand each other. I think what's happened is she's never done TV before. I think that because she's never done TV, the producers, this is my theory, Dave, the producers have pulled everyone in. They've tried to give them a bit of training about how you do things on Love Island. And I think one of the things you said to him is when you're talking, you've got to sort of explain 
what's going on or how you're feeling. And a bit like the circle where you've got that inner monologue. I was just thinking the circle. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like that inner monologue. In, in the circle is a lot diff- is worse than this, but it feels like she, she doesn't quite understand the, the assignment. So what she's doing is she's explaining everything and giving every detail, which looks like an interview, which looks like a school teacher telling everybody about something. I, I could be off, Dave, but obviously I'm not usually off. So I, I'm taking that as a win. But I do think, you know, I know I'm being a dick, but I just, it just comes to me. I was thinking, it seems like whenever she's talking, she's explaining everything in case you don't pick up on how she's feeling and that. And it could be the fear that we had that maybe she is on the spectrum and that's why, but it does feel like the, she, she's had a bit of coaching and she's took it to the extreme and that's lost her a bit of a personality in these situations. It could be. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it, it could be that it could be the spectrum thing. It could be that, you know, she's interpreted the advice she's been given and, you know, she's not coming across as a natural self. Cause I, that's just what makes it seem a bit off, isn't it? Nothing feels natural. Yes. Um, but, you know, there's not many of us that would experience going on reality TV. So we don't know how we'd be. Yes. You know, and I know I saw that interview with your old mate, the, the Man United guy, Mark Goldridge. Goldbridge, <laughs> my old mate, your mate, the one who you hate, but I fucking <laughs> love because he's basically Alan Partridge. He was getting quizzed about, well, do you play up to the camera kind of thing? And he was saying, well, yeah, there is a bit of that, but it is me as well. And I, I challenge anyone who has a camera put on them, you know, uh, to, to provide entertainment, not to, you know, go over the top as as if you know more more so than if you just sat on your own at home watching the match you know what i mean yeah, so yeah I, I think it might just be that kind of we've heard previous contestants say you know after a while you forget the cameras are there and maybe she just hasn't got to that stage where she forgets the cameras are there because i i do think in that conversation with adam I felt like she was more at ease. She seemed more relaxed and and communicated in a more natural way rather than this business formal speak. Yeah, yeah. And Dave, I'm saying that in defense. I'm not saying it to be a dick because I I like her. I think she's just one of them contestants. She's not done anything wrong, actually, to offend anyone or anything. I've said it a few times. So uh, it's just my theory, Dave. Like I say, I'm I'm happy to take the loss on this, but, you know, I mean, I've not had any, (laughs) any, any at all this season. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Maybe we'll start counting them, Chris. Maybe. Let's not, Dave. Let's not <laughs> but, do that. <laughs> I mean, do you think there's there's anything there with her and Billy? No, I don't think so. I think they might, like what you said about Ekinsu and Davide on yesterday's show, I think they might ride it out as long as they can go. But I, I don't know. It could blossom into summer, but it just seems like it's just finally... Danica's got somebody after like three or four weeks of being in there and just being a friend to people and talking herself out of potential connections. And Billy has just been hot on the heels of trying to get with somebody, Annie. So it sort of works for what it is. I mean, the problem is, you know, we're at this stage now and there are just no real strong couples that you're kind of rooting for. You know, you'd say, well, Luca and Gemma are the only ones who, who, you know, remained completely you know, passed every test that they were given. Uh, but they're just, there's something off that we've talked about many times with that couple. Uh, 
all the other couples, there's been some kind of uh, drama with them. You know, Chris, I kind of wish you could almost splice out Casa Amor and I would be fully behind Dami and India. Yeah. I, I'd be like the way they are together. I, I think is is again, it comes across natural. They seem to have that great chemistry, you know, and they seem to be genuinely into each other. But I can't really forget how he was from day one in Casa Amor. And so for, for that reason, I'm not particularly rooting for that couple. Probably uh, looking across the board, probably them more than anyone else. But, you know, I, I kind of wish you could take that Casamore piece out and then I, I, then I could get fully behind them. Yeah, and we both said before Casamore did, they were the couple. I think we said it, Dave. You know, we were talking about, obviously, yeah, I can yeah. see Davide and all the radar stuff taking the mick, but... But I did. I was the same. I was behind him, and then he just completely went. Oh, I'm on an 18 to 30s fucking Beano. There's nobody around here with cameras and that. I'm doing whatever I want, you know that sort of thing. So it's a shame, really. But you're right. I'd be completely backing him if I'm being honest, Dave. Mm. Other than Ekinsu and Davide, obviously they'd always be first, Dave. <laughs> but, um, well, they they seem to be back on track now after the bit of a wobble. Um, at least from tonight's episode, Chris. But if we have movie night, <laughs> let's oh, let's see how that goes. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> is she never even told the girls about this, as far as we can see? So if that's revealed and all they say at the end of it, I think you're right. I think at the end of it, they're just going to say nobody needs to know, and it'll just go off. It might, you know, you know that sort of thing. And she's left red face, like holy shit. You know, I. I that could be, it could be the end of him again, but I don't think she told anyone. She surely no, would have no, said no. something. So she was making sure George was tight-lipped on it, you yes. know? So I think, which would have been fine, you know, in the real world. Bloody cameras everywhere, though. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Amazing, amazing. I can't wait, honestly. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're a pair of bastards. But Dave, we have had... Only one email on today's show. So we had a quite a lot yesterday. And thank you, everyone, for emailing in. Chris and A's reality T. Uh, no, it's not. Chris, no, it's not. It's cdrealitycast at gmail.com. I apologize. If you want to email us, this one's from Pascal Dave. Now it starts off really well, but he's putting a throwing some support behind you, Dave. And I'm not happy about this, oh, Pascal. Wow. Nice. He's always delivered on supporting me, Dave. And I'm 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 questioning. <laughs> I'm, I'm questioning him now. But anyway, it says. Not buying any of it is a tile. Hey, all, short one today. About time we got a challenge. Mind you, it seemed like a pretty rubbish one compared to some of the others, but that may have something to do with recent events. Just a quick one on Tasha. I always laugh at her wild and crazy side, but I've had a little think. She's pop, she possibly is wild and crazy in her circles or has been fed that line from her peers who, quite frankly, don't have a clue on how wild and crazy the some, the, some individuals are. <laughs> this is way too much now. Don't know what was going on with that hybrid hide-and-seek conga line. That's got to be the worst <laughs> Love Island proposals. <laughs> it's interesting. Every time Tasha has been on the bottom, she's been coupled up with Andrew. Come on, girl, take the hint. Fantastic. I'm not happy about this line. Fantastic piece of work, Dave, with the Casamorians. <laughs> Definitely up there with the season highlights. I don't think so. But less of your alter ego, Maeve. Also, <gasps> alter ego. <laughs> also, it's a bit of a liberty they get Dammy to read out Summer 
and Andrew to read out Coco in the least popular fire by the fire pit. And it's one of the few things that mm. producers get right, because I'm sure I sure like it, like it, me. If you love the responses and the multi-eye roly-polies, we get as a result, fantastic. <laughs> Keep up the good work, Dave. I'm not happy about that line. It's not a highlight of the season. That's all. awesome, man. I, I just, I mean, that remix that Pascal did oh, as brilliant. well, it's fantastic. I don't even, the thing is, he's obviously sampled me saying the radar one this time. I don't even remember fucking saying that, but I'm crying laughing because it sounds like something from a Bond movie or something. <laughs> it's like, it's okay, Bond. Don't worry. The radar one this time, but next time we'll get them. <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> well, Dave, I tried to do your voice a few episodes ago. Then last last Saturday when I was, I was, Saturday when I was at Silverstone and it sounded terrible. So maybe it was that. Maybe, maybe use me. I still don't think you've listened to our Dracula VHS uh, episode <laughs> now that you mentioned that. Oh, don't. I haven't actually. What the hell have you done? Right, I'm going to listen to it right now. That is when that is when you're away, and we remembered that we hadn't given any scores. Oh, wanker! Right, <laughs> wanker! Right, okay. Anyway, uh, this podcast will now be a solo project from now on. Um, big thanks to Dave for all his work here, what he's been sacked. But anyway, get over to patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. If you want to email us, I said it before, CD Reality Cast at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on social media at CD Reality Cast, please go over to Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are climbing. We're getting to 300 followers down there, Dave. So get over there, guys. Loads to chat about each episode. Absolutely class. And I know that my T-shirt and Samantha is on the way, Dave. So there will be some Chris Phelps modelling shots on Facebook <laughs> and social media. <laughs> Don't have your tea when I send them up, guys. Yeah, I think I, I, I got. I think I got an email. I think mine's on its way as well. So really looking forward to that. And it's been brilliant seeing people with the T-shirts on and stuff. Chris, I did upload a new design last night. So I, I need to do the the alternate. I need to do the right whitening as well. But basically. At the minute, it's a white T-shirt, and it says on the front, so I sucked her tits or whatever, and on the back, it's got, I licked her tit or whatever. Who's going to be brave enough to buy that one, Dave? <laughs> Possibly no one, but I was laughing my ass off when I was putting it together, so <laughs> maybe me. We'll have one sale, and that'll be me. But because it's black on a white background, I kind of think I'd, I'll put a white on a black background as well, but it would just take me a little bit longer. But Good yeah, work, Dave. A, a fucking childish bastard. But I, I must have watched that scene oh, 30 times. <laughs> 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 it's just so good because it after that first one so i sucked her tits or the lads were saying you know i sucked her tits or whatever and i was just like you what I, I licked her tit or whatever i just it has me crying every time <laughs> as much as the first time i just think it's it's a golden moment that is up there chris when that guy whose name i can't remember crap with these names but he got uh you know uh voted to go into the hideaway with moira and he was saying to oh, the lads, hey, yeah. let's see what, let's see if she's like what she is with a mouth or something like that. Something fucking stupid. And she stood there like, what do you just say? <laughs> dick. Do you, remember, do you remember that guy in the Australian one? Was it the, was it the Irish guy like Liam Neeson? And all he was talking about was the other lad. He went, oh, I really miss him when he was, he had oh, the girl. It was, uh, it was Owen, wasn't Owen, it? I mean, was, it was spelt like in the Irish way. 
And yeah. uh, she was there in like this white fucking Basque type thing, looking she very, very sexy indeed. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I wish Matt was here. Yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> she was straddled right across him. I mean, yeah, there's all sorts I could say about that, but I'm not saying a word, Dave. But, but yes, that was one of the strangest moments ever. That was but, another uh, great moment. Yeah. Oh, Australia season two. Oh, amazing. But no, thank you, mate great episode we're going into week seven we are nearly at the end so it's been a fantastic journey with everybody tuning into our not daily 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 podcasts and uh, it's been good fun <laughs> awesome well cheers mate and thanks to everyone out there for listening and we'll speak to you next time my fucking movie night chris <laughs> game on bye <laughs>